sorry that I'm not sorry that I always talk about my girls, but they're just so cute and they're always doing something new and saying something funny. And so I'm gonna tell you a little bit more about my cute little kids, Ava and Allie. I think we have, I mean, come on. It doesn't really get much cuter than these girls, okay? So this past week, we got to go on a pretty cool trip. My in-laws were celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary and they're like, hey, we wanna take you on a trip. So of course we're like, please, yes, and thank you. We will join you celebrating you. So um, we got to go to this really cool water park and it has the tallest water slide in America, okay? So it's like pretty legit. This is totally my husband's jam, not so much mine. I'm a little bit more timid and not so much like, let's see how high we can go and then slide down a water slide and stuff. But um, him and Ava super love this kind of stuff. Adley, unfortunately takes a little bit more after me. She's a little bit more timid, a little bit more like I'll just play in a puddle of water, not like go down the side. But they have this cute little splash pad for little kids who can't do the big slides. So um, there's like this four, five, four, five foot slide, not a big deal, just like real easy, slow into a little baby pool. And Allie is not gonna do it. She's like, no, thank you, I'm not doing it. And so Curtis is like, babe, what's going on? He like pulls her aside. He's gonna have a little talk with her. He's like, you usually like slides, okay? It's just a little water slide. I'll go down with you. I'll hold your hand. It's gonna be so much fun. It's just like a little slide. And he's like, what's going on? She goes, I don't know. Maybe I lost my bravery. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, let's, let's, let's pray for that. And she's like, yeah, I think I need some braveness. And we're like, all right, let's pray about that. So Curtis prays with her and she's like, okay, you know, that's how she knows she gets her, brave, her braveness back is by praying. So he prays with her, gets done. He's like, okay, do you have your braveness back? And she's like, maybe a little. And he's like, babe, like how do we get all your braveness back? I want you to be so brave so you can go have so much fun. And she's like, I don't know, maybe pray longer. <laughs> Curtis is like, Okay, we could be here all day. I'm not sure how long this is gonna take for her to get her braveness back. I, however, was not brave either. They sent me on this water slide where you, you cross your arms and your legs and this little thing encloses on you and then all of a sudden, there's this um, floor that drops out beneath your feet, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's, it's horrible. It's, I couldn't breathe, I couldn't see, I was dizzy. I got done with the slide and just shaking my head saying, nope, nope, no thank you, not my jam, okay? So, but have you ever been a little afraid of something? Anything at all, have, have you ever been like, I could use a little braveness like Adley, I'm a little bit scared. I know this is like a really bad thing to talk about, but some of you have this thing coming up next week. And I know you gotta face reality. If some of you have, you know, if you're at Cap Rock, you already started like a few weeks ago. And so some of you, this thing is coming. And I know for me, I used to get really nervous every year before school would start. Like it didn't matter if I was really comfortable with where I was going, I would get like, nervous butterflies and I'd be like what's this year gonna be like and my teachers am I gonna have friends who am I gonna sit with like all of those questions and and I would get nervous before school starts or maybe for you you're trying out for a new team or you're auditioning for something or maybe it doesn't really have anything to do with school maybe there's something at home going on and you're feeling a little bit scared or a little bit anxious about something 
Well, tonight we are in our hero series and we are talking about one of my favorite heroes of the Bible. Her name is Queen Esther and she is like the queen of brave in, in many parts of her story. And so I wanna take a look at what she was like and what her story was. So a few things you need to know. Queen Esther is actually, that was not her given name. Her given name was Hadassah, and she is living in the land of Persia, which is modern-day Iran. She's in the reign of King Xerxes, and when Hadassah was younger, her parents died, and so her cousin Mordecai raised her. And something very important you need to know about Hadassah, or Queen Esther, is that she was a Jew, and Jews were God's chosen people. They loved God, and God loved them. And so we Enter the story, we're picking up the story when King Xerxes is starting a search for a new queen. Apparently the old queen ruffled his feathers, made him a little mad. The Bible said he was so mad he burned with fire, or his face he burned with fire because she didn't come apparently when he summoned her. So apparently that's a big deal. And he was enraged about it, so mad. He banished her from the kingdom forever. She could never, she was never welcomed back. And so he obviously needs a new queen. And so he begins this search for a new queen. And all of a sudden, Hadassah enters the room and he's like, draw, you know, jaw drop to the floor. He's just like smitten. He is like, she's good looking. I think I'm going to make that one my queen. And so she just won the favor of everyone she came in contact with. She was just like so admired by everyone. She was beautiful on the inside and out. So he chooses to make her queen. But again, remember, she's a Jew. And so she was actually keeping her nationality a secret at this point. So she tells the king that her name is Esther. And all is well in the land of Persia until evil Haman takes the scene. Haman is the bad guy. And he is who the king gave um, orders to be like the most powerful king official in the entire kingdom. He was an Agagite and Agagites hated the Jews. And so Haman would come into a room and everyone in the room would bow to him. He was very powerful except for good old cousin Mordecai. Remember Esther's cousin? He would not bow because he was a Jew too and he loved God. And people who love God only worship God. They're not gonna bow to humans. They're only gonna pray to God. And so this made Haman furious. Like I imagine those cartoon characters that are like so red in the face and like smokes coming out of his ears. Like that's probably what Haman looked like at this moment when Mordecai would not bow to him. And so, this, he, it like enrages him so much that he decides he wants to kill Mordecai, but not just kill Mordecai, he wants to kill the entire race of Jews. He's like, Mordecai's not enough. I wanna wipe out the entire race of Jewish people. And so this, he's just like angry. So he comes up with a plan to kill all of the Jews. Again, remember he's like the king's right-hand man. So he goes to the king, he makes this evil scheme with a few other king's officials and he's like, like, okay, king, I have this plan. It's no big deal. It's, you know, I'm sure it's going to be no problem, but I would just like to kill um, a few million people. They're really horrible. It's not a big deal. They just, they worship a different God. They're kind of weird. They don't bow to you. So it, you know what? I'll, I'll just make it easy for you. I'll actually pay for it myself. I'll take the money out of my own pocket. I'll give it to the kingdom. I'll make sure that they are being paid. I'll just take care of all of it. You won't have, even have to do anything. If you'll just sign this little decree, this little piece of paper that I can kill them, I'll just take care of all of it. 
And the king just has like a, a moment of like forgetting about humanity in this moment. And he's like, sure, it's your money. Do what you want. I don't really care. Hello, I feel like the king in this moment should have been a little bit more attentive to what he was giving permission for and who he was giving permission to kill because he doesn't realize he just gave his right-hand man permission to kill his queen. Hello, we should pay a little bit more attention to these kind of things. And so he just did this really horrible thing that he actually doesn't really know is such a bad thing. So Mordecai finds out. So they send out this decree. The king says, yep, go ahead, do it. They send out like orders all over the land of Persia, basically saying, we're going to kill all the Jews on this day. Sorry about it. So Mordecai finds out and he's like, obviously a mess. He's like, what are we going to do? And so he sends a messenger to Queen Esther to tell her what's going on. And I think it was probably a little bit like this. Oh, another day, day in the life of Mordecai. I hope they didn't close the buffet again. I really like that. Oh, sorry. What the king's Green official. King's the king's decree. What is the king, king's decree? They did close the buffet. Wait. They what? They're gonna they're gonna kill the they're gonna kill the Jews? They're gonna kill all of them? What? That's not good. All the, all, all the Jews are going to die. That's, that's all my people. It's like, that's like a million people. This is like the worst day in the world. Ah! That was weird. That was so weird. That was so weird. And it's Queen. Okay. Hello. My brakes aren't working. I guess okay. not. Hello. Queen Esther, I ran like 42 miles. Okay, wow. listen, here's what happened. Okay. You're not even going to believe this. Okay, I just saw Mordecai, you know, cousin Morty. Yeah, my cousin. He's like wigging out in the streets, super awkward. He ripped off all of his clothes. He's like, in the nude. Oh. You should probably, um, I don't know, maybe do something about that. Okay, so he's just kind of freaking out a little bit. Yeah. And he tore his clothes. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Sometimes he just does that when he's upset about something. Oh, the buffet sense. is probably closed. So here's okay. what you can do. Just bring him these new clothes that okay. I have right here. Give these oh. to him. Tell him to put oh, those on. Sweet. And then just make sure everything is okay if you wouldn't mind, if you have time. Uh, I... So I have time. Sure. Okay. I mean, Thank you so much. I really appreciate I it. I work for you. It's fine. I'm just... Run uh, I can't believe this! I can't believe this! This is the worst day ever! Hey! Ah! What? What? You scared me. Okay. Uh, listen. <laughs> All right. Um, couple, couple things. I'm having a bad day. What? Yeah, I can tell. Your hair's not getting any better. Okay. Are you the queen servant? Uh, yeah. Oh. If you stop talking, I have a couple things to tell you. Just deep breath. Nope, that's when you're okay. Um, so a couple things. Uh, Queen Esther said here's She's some. She's my cousin. Okay, that's great. Queen Kay. Esther said here's some clothes. Um, <laughs> she also gave you the latest Air Jonas. So um, I don't want your those? stupid pity clothes. This is the worst day ever. Oh. Millions of people's of lives are at stake. Is that a good enough reason to be upset? See, she was thinking it's the buffet, but you're saying millions. The of buffet people. is different. Okay. This is about all of the Jewish people could be murdered. They're going to be. It's a king's decree. Is that a good enough reason to be, to be so, upset? So just to be clear, because this is a lot to remember and it's a long walk. 
Um, so the Jewish people are going to die, so I need to ask her if you're okay to be mad about that. Yeah, is that okay? I don't know. I'm going to go find mm -hmm. out. Jeez. One minute. I love my dress. And my oh, dress. gosh. It's so cool. I'm a great queen. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, what did you find out? Popped a hip. Okay. Uh, you popped your hip. Wow. Okay. Okay. I didn't, I didn't stretch before I started my shift today. Okay. Um, okay, couple things. Okay, you're, oh, you're really sweaty. Yeah, <laughs> careful. Okay. It might be spit. Um, so um, Mordecai wants me to ask you if it's okay for him to be mad because he said something about that the king put out a decree that all of the Jewish people are going to be killed. Can he be mad about that? What? My... My husband, the king, wants to kill thousands of people? My people? Yes, that's yes. a good reason to be upset. Absolutely, that's like the worst thing ever. Okay, so ju just to be clear, because it's, again, a really long walk, you want me to tell him yes? Yes. If, if you wouldn't mind, it's kind of a big deal. You know, thousands of people's lives are at stake. Well, I can only run so fast. Okay, okay. with haste, with haste. Thank well, you. I popped my head. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I mean, we can run. We can hide. We don't have any buffet food. We can't pack all the camels hey! and all that stuff. We can't. What? 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 My pants are almost falling down even though I'm in a dress. That's okay. Weird. She said, yes. You, you can be mad. That's a good reason to be upset. Oh, well, that's, that's wonderful. Okay. You, you, need to go back to, you need to go back to Queen Esther and you need to tell her that she's the only one. She has to talk to the king. She has to convince her husband to change the rule, to change the law, to fix the scroll, to do whatever it needs happening to do. She's the only one that can do it. She's the queen. She has to do something. You got to tell, tell her to plead with okay. the king. Plead. Plead. Okay. Plead. Stop. Stop it. You talked really fast. Okay, so just to be clear, I need to go tell Queen Esther she's the only one that could save the people. Well, can you? Can you save, save millions of lives? I asked you, is that what I tell Queen Esther? Oh, yes, that's okay. what I'll be, That's all okay. I needed to know. You could have just said that. Jeez. Oh, I'm so nervous. Thousands of people could die. What's going to do? What are we going to do? Y'all really don't pay me to do you're this. You're back, you're back. Okay. <sighs> I have not had a water break in a while. Hey, you know well, what? Take your time. It's okay. 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 So, so if I get this right, Mordecai said something along the lines of, you have to beg and plead before the king, your husband, um, because you are the only one that could save all the Jewish people. Just you. Only you can. Me? You. He wants me to go to the king? That's what he said. But... The king, he hasn't, he hasn't called for me in months. And if I go to him, if I go to his throne without him summoning me, and if he doesn't raise his scepter to me, I could die. He would literally cut my head off. If he doesn't accept me, I could lose my life. Does my cousin really want that to happen to me? Sounds very dramatic when you put it that way. Okay, so just to be clear, I'm going to ask Mordecai if he knows that if you go before the king... And he says, no, then you could die? Yes. One second. My goodness, this is just so long. Okay, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, the third stage is denial. This isn't happening. This is, I'm not even Mordecai. I don't know. Shortcut. What, what's going to happen with... Hey! Yoo-hoo! Man, from Over here. I took a shortcut. Oh. I figured it's easiest if we could just yell because this is a whole Ooh. lot of running. What? If we could... 
just walk the rest of the mile. It's fine. Okay. Oh, it's you. Queen of... Thank you. What'd she say? What'd she say? What'd she say? Okay, well, Millions stop. of lives are at stake. Stop talking. Okay. Queen Esther said, do you realize if she goes before the king and he doesn't accept her, then she could lose her life. She could die. Well, of course, that's terrible if she does, but if she doesn't stand up for the Jewish people, then who will? So Queen Esther could die. She has to risk her life to go and save millions of people. Do you think Queen Esther may have been a little scared in this moment? And she is faced with a really hard choice knowing that she is the only one that has the slightest possibility of saving millions of people, but it is at the risk of her own life. I kind of wonder what that would feel like. Maybe just for one second, put yourself in her shoes. What would you do? Would you be a little bit like Adley and be like, I'm all out of braveness. I got to find some of that, wherever that is. I need to get me some of that. I think I'd be a little bit nervous. I think I'd be a little bit scared that I could maybe die if I went before the king. So Queen Esther does something kind of crazy and she asks all of the Jews to fast and pray for three straight days. I don't know if you know what fasting is, but that means you don't eat. For three straight days, she's asking them not to eat. That sounds kind of hard, right? I'd have to really think about that one because I like to eat. So she asked them for three days to fast and pray and ask God to help them find a miracle. And so I kind of wonder as Esther is fasting and praying over these three days, if maybe she, she begins to really choose to trust in God because Esther believed in God and she had favor with God. And I think Esther knew deep down in her heart, Psalm 27, one says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? The Bible clearly says that we don't have to fear. It says in Psalm 28, seven, the Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. I think Queen Esther knew that God was her protection, that God is the one that helps her, that God is the one that can help her be brave in this situation, and God is also who helps us be brave. When we feel afraid, when we're faced with something that feels scary, God is who helps us be brave. So we come to one of my very favorite parts in this story, when, when Mordecai's talking to Esther through that messenger at the very end, Esther 4.14 says, if you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just such a time as this. That's a super powerful verse. It's a very popular verse in the Bible, but here's the truth. It's just as true for you as it was for Queen Esther 
thousands of years ago. You were made for such a time as this. God does everything he does on purpose and he does not make mistakes and he made you and he made you and he made you on purpose and he made you different than the seven billion other people on the planet and all the people that have gone before us. God has made us all unique and he's given us different gifts and different talents and he wants relationship with you and he's created you for such a time as this and he's crazy about you and he loves you and he thinks you're so special and he thinks you're so awesome and there's a reason that he created you and maybe you're like pastor sarah i don't i don't know why god created me i mean like i'm just like 13 i'm just trying to like get through the summer i i watched all of netflix this summer it was kind of hard i don't know like i'm just trying to be 13 and and get through my life here i don't know what my purpose is but i can promise you something god has a purpose for your life and queen esther just realized hers So again, remember, if the king does not hold out his scepter and give her permission to come, she could be killed. So we're going to pick up in chapter five. On the third day of the fast, Esther put on her royal robes. She's got to look good, right, before she goes before the king. And entered the inner court of the palace just across from the king's hall. The king was sitting on his royal throne facing the entrance. When he saw Queen Esther standing there in the inner court, he welcomed her and held out his gold scepter. So Esther approached and touched the end of the scepter. Then the king asked her, what do you want, Queen Esther? What is your request? I will give it to you, even if it is half the kingdom. Woo! The crowd goes wild, right? He accepts her, and then he says, you can have up to half the kingdom. I feel like I'd be a little tempted to be like, yep, that sounds great. I'll I'll take some of that. And also, could you save a million people? It, you know, no big deal. But of course, Queen Esther didn't. She was like unselfish and, you know, all the good things that she was. So I'm going to just quickly paraphrase for you what happens. So in that moment, he raises it and his scepter to her. And he's like, what do you want up to half my kingdom? She says something that's kind of interesting. She says, will you, the king and Haman, come to a banquet that I will prepare for you tomorrow? So he says, yes, maybe she knows the way to his heart is through food. So she prepares this awesome banquet. They come to the banquet. They eat some yummy food. I'm sure she's smelling nice, looking nice. And so he asks her again, Queen Esther, what is it that you want? You can have up to half my kingdom. And then she does something kind of weird again. And she says, um, King, if it pleases you, would you and Haman come again tomorrow to another buffet that I will prepare for you? I'm like, you had your chance. Why, why are you prolonging it? And I feel like I would be like so much more anxious if I was putting something like this off. But I'm sure she's got some smart strategy because she's the queen. <sighs> but it's super stressful to me. So she waits a whole another day and prepares another banquet for them. They come back and he's like, again, for the third time. Queen Esther, what is it you want up to half my kingdom and you can have it? Let's check out what she says in chapter seven, how she responds, three verses three through eight. Queen Esther replied, if I have found favor with the king and if it pleases the king to grant my request, I ask that my life and the lives of my people be spared for my people and I have been sold to those who would kill, slaughter and annihilate us. If we had merely been sold as slaves, I could remain quiet, for that would be too trivial a matter to warrant disturbing the king. Who would do such a thing, King Xerxes demanded? Who would be so presumptuous as to touch you? I love it. He's kind of getting sassy here. 
Esther replied, this wicked Haman is our adversary and our enemy. Haman grew pale with fright before the king and queen. Then the king jumped to his feet in a rage and went out into the palace garden. It's kind of weird. Um, Haman, however, stayed behind to plead for his life with Queen Esther, for he knew that the king intended to kill him. In despair, he fell on the couch where Queen Esther was reclining, just as the king was returning from the palace garden. The king exclaimed, will he even assault the queen right here in the palace before my very eyes? As soon as the king spoke, his attendants covered Haman's face, signaling his doom. And the crowd goes wild, the bad guy dies, the good people win, right? It's super amazing. I'm gonna go PG-13 on you for just one tiny second. They don't just like kill Haman, he's impaled on a 75-foot pole. Bull, sounds nasty, but could make an interesting movie, but gross, ugh, that sounds really gross. I'm a little queasy. So long story short, God and his people prevails. He saves all of the people. You should go read the book of Esther. It's super fascinating how God intricately like works all of these details out. It's super astonishing. And he uses his kids, his kids to show his great mercy and love to an entire nation. But here's what's so interesting. Esther isn't like some superhuman. She's just a girl who trusted in God. She's a hero because she trusted God to take care of her. She was willing to be brave and, and do what God asked her to do. And she knew that God would take care of her and her people. Sometimes God might ask you to do something really hard, but he's not going to ask you to do something that he hasn't equipped you to do. So he's not gonna ask you to share your faith about Jesus with somebody without giving you exactly what you need to do it. He hasn't asked you to be friend with the stinky kids without giving you what you need to do those things. God might ask you to do something hard, but he's gonna give you what you need to do it. The Bible so clearly tells us in Philippians 4:19, and this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. God is going to give us exactly what we need every moment we need it. If we will ask him, he's going to supply his kids from his glorious riches, not, not leaning on our own understanding, but really depending on him. So, so I just kind of wonder if, if maybe any of you could relate to Queen Esther, where maybe for a minute you're, you're feeling a little bit scared about something coming up in your life, and you're like, I could use a little bit of braveness. So if everyone would just close your eyes with me for just one minute, just bow your heads and just give, give everyone a little bit of privacy and a little bit of space. I just wonder if there's anyone in here who might feel scared about something. Maybe it is coming, school coming next week, and you're like, Pastor Sarah, I'm scared to start middle school, or I'm scared to be an eighth grader, I'm scared to go to a new school, a new middle school, or, or I have this tryout coming out, or this audition, or stuff's going on at home, and I'm a little scared, I don't, I don't really know. I wonder if anyone in this room is struggling, if, if you would just raise your hand, if you'll just be real honest and raise your hand, you're, there's something in your life you're kind of scared about. Yeah, we can put our hands down, that's most of us. There, there's times in life where we can feel a little bit scared about something, but here's the truth. We can choose to trust God. God will give us exactly what we need to make us be brave. So I would love to just pray for each and every one of you. 
Lord, we love you and you are so good and we trust that you will give us what we need. You will give us courage to go to school and stand up for you and stand up for our faith. You're gonna give us the courage to walk into school and to be brave. You're gonna give us the confidence we need as we trust you, God, you supply all of our needs. And so Lord, I pray um, just against any fear or worry or anxiety that any of these students would be feeling in this moment. I just break that off in the name of Jesus. And I just lose peace over every single one of these students that they would choose to trust you. I pray that you would make them brave, that you would give them courage, that you would give them confidence in the powerful name of Jesus. I pray that you bless them with an amazing school year coming up this year and that you would just be just made so known that they would cling so tightly to you. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.